My name is Harry Card. Welcome to episode 37 of Late Tackle. It's a show with a difference this week. It's just myself and Morgan Newman. No, it's a four-man show. It's a four-man show. Why yeah. is that, Morgs? Who have we got? We've got some interesting guests on the show this, after, this afternoon. Um, yes, you introduced them. I mean, their pedigrees are so long that it's... we might be an all-show trying to... <sighs> okay, so for the first time ever, first time ever, Worms is running around in the UK. Not yep. for the first time ever, he's been there before. But we're starting the show with a direct dial-in to the West Midlands. Not the East, but the West. <laughs> and we've got Nizamka and Juan de Jong. Chaps, hello. Ah, uh, sweet boys. Welcome, welcome to Let's Tackle. Thank you for giving up your time. And thank you for not having an accent. It's all good, it's all good. <laughs> finally, eh? finally, we've got the small fishes on, on the show. Yeah. We've got the big fishes like Brian and Ben and the boys. So exactly. thank you for the invite, eh? Thank you very much, shall we? Listen, Juan, we, now that we got you, we're actually quite keen to get hold of Gio sometime. So if you could just give us his details at the end of the show as well, please. Boys, um, I mean, look, the, the obvious thing I've got to ask, I mean... How is life over there? I mean, Nemo, you've been there for a couple of weeks now um, on a full-time contract, Juan, your second full season there. How is life? I mean, you boys look hell of a happy. I know you said a bit earlier it's getting cold already, but uh, all going well so far? Um, yeah, boys, it's really been unbelievable for me. Um, obviously, I've never left the Cape or played for another union besides Western Province. So for me, it was a big adjustment. Obviously, Juan de Jong's played for so many teams, played for the seven teams with the box as well. People are varying, so he's traveled so much. But for me, it's obviously, it was something new for me. And um, as you know, just leaving for the first time, it was very tough for me. But everybody's so welcoming here. Um, it's easy to work with the coaches, easy, you know, making mates with your, with your teammates and things like that. And then also finding my space around the town, it's, you know, it's quite easy. Um, obviously, I'm a big religious uh, man, so whatever I need, it's easier, obviously, in Coventry. So um, I've settled in really well, and it helped, obviously, that I've been here last year for the three months. And, um, yeah, been here two months now since last year's uh, short stint, so it's really been unbelievable. Yeah, and from my side, it's always been, it's been good to, to be here. I've been here now, year and a half. But um, having a few suffers over here makes it very easy. You know, we've got Ashley's been here for years now and Valley as well. Um, so, yeah, I've been enjoying it. For me, uh, coming over, obviously, it was a big, big decision for me to come over. And uh, like you guys know me, I've always been um, ambitious to try something new, to challenge myself in different ways. And, and to come over here and, and test myself in a, the Northern Hemisphere and play uh, with, with legends of the game, guys that's been internationals, uh, New Zealand, Australia, and all these boys. It's just something um, very, very good from, from my side to learn from then and hopefully uh, build on that um, on and off the field and become a great rugby player and uh, whatever life after rugby um, takes me. John, you, you've always been like an attack-minded player, but how much have your eyes been open playing with uh, a guy like Cipriani? Did you, was Kurt Bill here at the same time as you? Yeah, I just missed Kurt Bill, but oh, playing with Cipriani, I must say, um, He's an attacking genius. Uh, Nima also played with him a, a couple of games when, um, last year when he was here for a short stint. Um, he's, he's been awesome. I mean, I've, I've played this game for a very long time and, and just coming here and learning from that guy and then small little details that you don't usually pick up when, you, when, you, um, when, you, uh, when I was in South Africa. Um, he, he's, he's just a genius and he's all about the tech and, and, and he calls himself... Uh, um, he calls himself Mars because he put people into space. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so, I must say, just the small little details that um, yeah. we as rugby players don't pick up. We just we just run and try to 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 finish the move. Where he's very technical and and closing um, closing shoulders, making sure you square enough, making sure you double pump, and keeping um, uh, defenders honest. So um, I've learned a lot from him. And and if you ask any South African that's been here or any other guys from us, uh, what they learned from from Cipriani is actually something amazing, and that's something you'll take forward. And um, I think Nim will uh, agree with that. And it's been awesome playing with him, actually. Uh, gentlemen, I'm, uh, I'm going to cut to the chase here. Um, the box squad has just been announced, obviously. And, um, yeah, I don't want to... I'm not going to beat around the bush here. I think uh, there's two names missing there. But um, personally, you know, if I see the names that have been added, then uh, without, you know, trying to blow your guys' trumpet, I think there's, there's definitely value in, in, in the guys, like obviously, like yourselves. And going over there, you know, the first thing you said was you're going over there to, to, to become a better rugby player. And I think, you know, from the little bit that I do watch of, of, of you guys over there, you definitely, your games are definitely much more rounded now. Disappointed to not be included in the squad, and, and has Rassi been in touch with you guys? What um, What's the latest? Um, look, for me, I always tell myself that, you know, I, I shouldn't worry about, you know, anything outside what you're busy with currently. Um, I always try and, you know, be the best I can be in the now, instead of, you know, living in the past or dwelling in the past or looking to the future. Um, if if Rassi selects us, or just me in that case, it will be a bonus for me. But as I said, I like to focus on what's happening now. My dream will obviously never be, you know, lost for playing for the Springboks. Um, I think if any South African don't dream of becoming a Springbok or playing for the Springboks again, I think they're in the wrong spot or in the, they're in the wrong, in the wrong place. So um, I will always dream of, you know, playing for them. And, um, yeah, I've played five caps. Hopefully, I can get some more. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> Zwan's had, obviously, a lot more than me. But, um, yeah, I will, you know, definitely, you know, love to play for them again. And, and you know, I will do everything I can do in the pre present moment to, you know, eventually get there one day. Yeah, from my side, when... When, I, when when was come to me and, and said there's opportunity to come overseas and to play for us, um, I knew that Springboks, um, I have to close the doors and stream of rugby, and that's what they wanted here as well. And um, obviously, it's a tough thing for me to do, but I told myself, listen, at my age, um, I need to explore now. If I want to explore, I need to explore now. I need to challenge myself. Uh, I need to... Because for, for, for years now, when you play Southern Hemisphere rugby, when you play Super Rugby, it's... It's different conditions to Northern Hemisphere. And you know, me as a runner, me as a attacking player, I've, I've always played in the sun and, and stuff like that in those conditions. And for me to test myself in these wet conditions, it's only good for me to, to grow as a human being and as a rugby player. And, and hopefully I did that. And at the end of the day, small things like this will, will, will have changed my mind a little bit in, in terms of how, how I look at rugby now and how I play rugby. And uh, that's a good thing. And, and obviously, a couple of months ago, when they, they announced that... Um, you don't have to have 30 caps to, to be overseas and still be the play for the Springboks. That actually opened up my eyes and think, yes, listen, yeah, I'm going to give this a big go and, and work hard enough to, to hopefully be in the World Cup squad because obviously I want to be in the World Cup squad. Um, that's always been my goal. I'm a proud South African. And uh, if you look at it, uh, to be honest, between us, um, Rassi has been in contact. Um, he, he's been over here and spoke to a, a few of the boys here and I was included in that conversation and he said, listen here, if you guys are playing some good rugby over here, they'll have a look at you. And um, the guys that's that's been picked has, has been a really an, an awesome form. If you like it, look at mm. Damien and um, and, and Jessica and all those boys. Um, 
they've been an, an, an awesome flaws they're playing some good rugby and um, with them being injured now it's a little bit disappointing I'm going to call a spade a spade uh, that obviously looking at it now I'm, I'm not in the third or fourth or fifth or sixth um, option um, but at the end of the day that's a long I told myself um, I need to control the controllables and that's that's playing some yeah. very good rugby for yes. us and that's um, staying in great shape and look after my body and then hopefully uh, God will open doors that no one can shut well that's my thing Howie. my big thing is here is so we're talking box squad and mm. you know Rowan now has been added and you know, I've never been a big fan of Ruan now, I'll be brutally honest, but I think he's probably warranted a call-up, you know, purely because he plays in the Curry Cup, I see it on TV every week, I, I'm, you know, I'm a South African guy, I see it, you know, Juan, I don't necessarily see every week, mm. but if we go back to, let's just take a few steps back here, and, and we go to where Rassi started and what he spoke about and, and the squad he's trying to build, then I find this selection quite weird, I mean, would you not agree that what Ruan right. now is a weird selection when you've got players like Juan, Nizam well, also playing good rugby overseas. You know, me. with Springbok caps behind their name, so it's not like we're going to a fine place. Inexperienced players, who, you know, it's not a shot in the dark. These guys have been in Warnbok jerseys. They know what it's like. They know about the culture. They know, and looking towards a World Cup, these are the players we need. Now he goes and picks a guy like Ruanel, and yes, I understand. End of year tour. That's a different discussion we have all together. But we want to still win a rugby championship. We mm -hmm. want to play field our best. 25, 27 guys in the country, then our best 25 Springboks, or call it 30, whatever squad is chosen now, you've got to believe these Oaks are part of that 30. Look, I think I've always backed Ruan, actually. Remember, you and I have had big disagreements over yeah. this. I've, I think it's a great call, personally. Yeah. Yes, he's playing in South Africa, which obviously helps his cause. Remember, he's played for the Blitzbocker for four, what, four or yeah. five years, won some big tournaments, big medals with them. I think the... the Flip side is with Juan. If he needs Juan tomorrow, he can call Juan tomorrow. Yeah, but that's my and that's big problem. The, that's the best thing. So he's giving someone an opportunity to work with him. Like, it's not even to say Juan might play. You know, he could have flown Juan back. Juan might not even play. Yeah. You know, so he's still got, maybe he could play Pollard at 12, Jesse at 13. So Juan might have flown back all the way and not even featured. The best part is, come the end of the year, Juan could feature very easily. So I don't think the door, I think the beauty is with all of this, he hasn't closed the door on anyone. And he said in no, the quotes, that. he said I it's nice that, to work with a guy like that. Then you've got a guy sitting there now who says he's probably the sixth best center in the country. And if you purely go on quality 12, 13s that we have in the country, not even, let's not include Henry Pollard into that mix because he's not a 12 no. or a 13. Then on my side, it's not, it's not it's about the personnel. I mean, I've, I've been playing with Ruan now um, at the Springbok Sevens and I've been watching the games for the Curry Cup here over this side. And I mean, the... Um, Ruan is playing some fantastic rugby, and, and, and I'm very stoked for, for him. And he will be great when he when he gets his opportunity. But it's, it's I'm not talking about personnel, and I'm not talking about individuals. Yeah, it's 100%. just works. And in, in my opinion, like I said, it's it's, it's for me. It's about um, um, focusing on, on on the important things and what I can focus mm -hmm. on. And 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 that's the important thing. If, if Rasi has got an opinion of this and, and that and, and, and don't like me or score or whatever the case of is, that's his uh, uh, opinion and, and that goes for the public as well and that goes for players or other coaches and, and whoever yeah, it's about how I see myself yeah. and and how I see myself because I'm a, in my opinion I'm the, uh, probably the best 13 you can get in my eyes and, and if I you as an individual don't look at, uh, at yourself like that you will never be somewhere in life yeah. so yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a brilliant centre not to, to, to blow up my own ego, but I'm confident about it. <laughs> you learned I'm confident about it because I'm not going to be who's going to be it for me. So that, I'm just working hard behind the scenes and making sure I tick yeah. my boxes to, to become where I want to be. No, 100%. Nizam. Um, um, Joanne, Nizam, quick question. 
I was just thinking about it now, but I think when you left, you were still here when when the when the ruling changed. Am I right? I'm not quite sure. I, I think you were still here when the ruling changed. So did that affect your decision to go over there? And my second question is, well, my first question is, did it affect your decision? And then my second question to you is... The 30-cap law, huh? Yes, the 30-cap law. And then my second question is, did you sit down with Arasi, for example, because you're... I believe, this is my personal opinion, you love the open game, you know, I think in South Africa, the conditions, everything, play towards your strengths. And a weakness you may have had is wet weather game, physical, upfront, close, tight combat. And obviously going to, going to us is the best move you could ever make because that can only enhance that part of your game. So is that a discussion that you maybe had with Rusty before you went or does discussion like that never take place? I'm asking out of interest, really. Yeah, obviously I made my decision the same as one, uh, closing the door on the spring box. Um, it wasn't an easy decision for me um, after discussing with my wife, my family and a number of coaches. Um, and only played five caps for South Africa. It's kind of little, and you want to, yeah. you know, get close to twenty or thirty or fifty or even hundred in even it's a bit um, case. But that wasn't the case for me. I saw it as you know a number of players were getting selected ahead of me, and that's the reason I made the decision. But yeah, the decision changed. where, you know that you don't need thirty caps anymore, which is great for the two of us and a lot of you know other surfers playing overseas. But coming back to your second question again, um, it was always a mental block for me of, you know, I will never suit the wet weather game yeah. or physicality game or something really close up where it's raining or it's, you know, the floor's wet, the fields are muddy. And, and you know, I created that self-doubt in my mind. Until I came here, I said to myself, look, you need to, first of all, you've listened to those people saying those things, but yeah. you need to prove yourself wrong first. And then, you know, sort of, you know, all the people that have said that, you know, in the past. So, you know, coming here last year, you know, it really ex exceeded my expectations. And, and, and it was, you know, fruitful for me. And, and as Juan said, it is something now that, you know, I can go to bed happily and say, look, I've tried, you know, the Northern Hemisphere. I've tried the Southern Hemisphere where it's a lot more drier. And it's fantastic. I mean, I'm even up to today enjoying my game here. Um, look, it is wet, but it's no different. They got quality feels. It is wet in the end of the day, but that doesn't change my game. I can still move, and that's what I feel. You know, a lot of the English players players are missing that um, sort of the offload, the, the the interplay, running into space in, instead of faces. You know, the whole time, like you know, a lot of other teams do here in England. So I think that's on that basis they sort of got me in for that reason to, you know, not play similar to them. But change yeah, the game yeah, up 100%. faster, and, and and that's how I see myself, and that's the role I love playing, and it's a pity, you know, other coaches couldn't see that in me, but um, you know, I'm happily playing my freely, you know, flair game over here in England, and funny enough, out of all the places in the wet conditions, it's actually actually you know showing it's a more of a showcase here than any anywhere in the world. Yeah, John. Um Forgive me for saying this, but I think when you first got over there, it took you a little while to get into your stride. Um, but what, was it a big culture shock, just talking about the conditions and stuff? You no, know, like Nemo says, it's wet and all that kind of stuff. Was there ever a time in the first season where you thought to yourself, oh, shit, what have I done here? Like, you know, this, uh, this isn't for me. You know, I miss the sunshine. I miss my family. 
What's yeah, obviously, um, <laughs> when I came over, I, I told myself, listen, yeah, um, you got to make it work. Because a lot of people, they when, they when they attempt something or challenge themselves in a different way, they always um, got a plan B. And then and they think to themselves, listen, your plan A doesn't work, plan B will work. So for me, I came over here having one goal and, and to make it um, a memorable um, experience on and off the field and playing some good rugby and showing showing off what I can do to, to the Northern Hemisphere and the, and the Premiership this side. So it, it's, it's always tough coming over here. You can ask Nemo, you can ask any player. If you come over here... It's tough, tough to adapt because obviously you're used to the stormless um, environment for 10 years and all of a sudden it's a different environment. Mm. Uh, you got to find out for the first couple of months how, how things work here at the at the rugby and off rugby as well. And obviously there's calls you need to learn as well. Obviously you need to, to know your, your teammates, their names before you can can, can, <laughs> can ask and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's really a tough um, um a tough adjustment to, to make, but um, as soon as you tell yourself, listen, yeah, um, I'm going to make the best of it because you know, rugby, the career is only like 12, if you're lucky, 12 to 15 or whatever years you, uh, a rugby player do get out of it. And then you're going to make the most of it. You're going to make me here yeah, for, for to talk about decades and decades from now. So, so my, my only um, goal here yeah, is to, to make the best of it, um, win some trophies, play some good rugby. Howie and, and, and Morgan, I have to say that there is so many accents here. Yeah? And you know, listening is not one of my best skills. <laughs> I, I struggle. I struggle. Obviously, there's, there's line-out calls, there's calls in the scrum, there's formation, the structure that we play. And now you're listening to a guy from maybe Wales or, you know, Englishman or New Zealand. So you have to be switched on and, and on point all the time. Otherwise, the play will just go past you. Like, yeah, which yeah. happened to me, I'm getting there slowly. You have to be a chameleon. You need to adapt to society. Yeah, well, with, with our active Johannes on social media, I, um, I'm surprised he doesn't take his phone on. I'm surprised he doesn't take his phone onto the field and insta-vid a, a live scrum or something. But listen, um, this is a little bit of a, tie, of a lag, so... Uh, I've people writing their stuff for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd think it's a team of 10 running that for him. Um, just give it two seconds. No, this, this. <laughs> Say that again, we missed that, we yeah. missed that. Your connection's yeah, gone good. a bit bad there, boys. Hey, Juan, my Wi-Fi Juwan's running out of airtime there. Or is it, or is it? Is she watching one of her hey, soap operas? The connection's a bit funny there. It's gone a bit. Just give it two seconds. Can you... <laughs> yes, yes. Are you guys yeah, there still? Fine. Yes. Is it fine on your side? Yep, it's fine on our side. Yes. Uh, all right, yeah. cool. I've got, I've got one for you um, before we move on with the show and then um, you guys can stay on and if you want to pass comment, by all means, go for it. But um, I've got... You know, everyone talks about going over there and there's it's the weather and it's, you know... But I, I, there are very few guys that go and really talk about sort of I want to, well, let me ask her rather, what is the key difference between being in the Northern Hemisphere and obviously being in the Southern Hemisphere? And I know conditions are different. I mean, I know it rains and I know it's wet and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, being involved in a storm setup for so long, is there a key difference in maybe potentially in coaching, in just the quality of players around you? Um, you know, I think the, can you the, name something? The exchange rate's obviously a difference as well. Yeah, eh, there's a big exchange rate too. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, think, yeah, I think that's so similar. It's all the same. <laughs> so you're obviously on a good contract then, Nima. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to answer your question, for me, it's, it's, um, 
I'm a bit different because Juan is in the back line and, and I'm obviously in the forward. So we, which is quite similar to how I've learned at the Stormers, you pay a lot of attention to detail in terms of, you know, your running lines, your, your calls, uh, your setup in the lineouts, because there's so many formations that you have to learn. But um, in saying that, you have a responsibility in the end of the day over here to, to learn your stuff and, and just familiarize yourself all the time and stay on top of your game. Because if you a few minutes late or a split second late, you're going to be late for the play and they're big on that. Um, they're very supportive, um, but in saying that, they also expect you and, and to take responsibility, you know, to learn all your stuff. But what I've learned or I've picked up here is the forward pack runs playing the opposition. They, they run a lot more straight. Um, when Super Rugby, they will use their feet more and they, they have a bigger offload game. And um, there's a lot of bigger boys, I feel, you know, to defend against and, and run at. So um, that is sort of the difference for me. But obviously having Super Rugby experience, I try and bring it into, you know, this league here, which helps for me. And um, I have to say that Teams are, you know, sort of picking up cues on, you know, the way I run and the way I carry the ball, whether it's on the left or the right hand, you know, they're picking up now. So whenever I run with the ball, there's about three or two guys tackling me already. So, you know, they're getting smart here and the game is getting a lot faster. And, you know, it's an international thing where everybody's become to watch um, the English Premier League now instead of, you know, Super Rugby where the fans... Uh, uh, numbers are not so high anymore but here you're playing at the smaller stadium where you can get you know full pack stadium of 18,000 people 15,000 people which is you know better and I think Super Rugby should actually go that way as well mm. in from the side all in all the game is very slow at the side in Super Rugby but uh, to call a spade a spade to be really honest I think um, rugby is moving north now and uh, if you look at our rugby um, has changed from from say the the 2008 era to 2014, a lot of guys are moving overseas to, to this side part of the world. And, and and a lot of international players, like if you look back, there was a lot of international players in Australia, a lot of international players in New Zealand, a lot of international players in South Africa. But all those guys moving out, it's a lot of youngsters coming through now. And, and, and most senior players is moving overseas. Yeah, that's why premiership is becoming stronger and stronger. And um, from my point of view, so obviously when I started, it was... Adrenaline and hunger every weekend you're playing against a tough opponent and, 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 and now it's the same thing as well because I'm playing against the same guys I played against when I was still a, a youngster like the Stormers um, the same boys at France Saeli and all those boys still there's been this side and if you look at after the World Cup everyone's going to move this way um, yeah. as well so um, so to be honest um, and, and looking at the Super Rugby I've been following the Super Rugby as well it, it, it just looks like um, not a lot of supporters come out anymore uh, it may be a bit different, and and the quality of, of rugby is a bit different to to back in the day because a lot of senior players and and guys are are not there anymore. So, um, but all in all, um, uh, Southern Hemisphere Super Rugby has always been a tough competition. I mean, uh, New Zealand playing New Zealand in New Zealand is always tough. Playing Australia in Australia is always tough, and it's tough traveling and and going to New Zealand, going to 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 playing the Jaguars and Sunwolves and all those places as well. Yeah, so, but, but but that's also what kills you, John. Is is all the traveling in Super Rugby? We, mm. I remember now two years ago, even last year, we traveled to maybe Hong Kong. 
We'll be flying Monday or Tuesday night. We arrive there on Wednesday evening. You know, sort of get off the Thursday morning, but you have to train, run captains, run Friday and play Saturday. So your turn your turnaround is like, you know, after a long travel, it's three days or two days, you know, and obviously with the time difference, you have to take, you know, sleeping tablets. But we're here, you um you travel the same day, maybe, because everything is so close, which is better. Yeah, and the premiership is like four hours. Yeah, mm. you, you you get to sleep, you know, in your own place, in a comfortable bed. And, and you know, that helps, you know, in the end of the day for you to basically perform at your utmost best. But so, Nima, um, I, so I hear what you guys are saying, and, I, and I'm a big advocate for it. I do think that I, I do think that the game, or I think Super Rugby needs an overhaul in order for us to, to really start to see numbers in the stadiums and stuff like that again. But... And, and I don't think the answer is just a lot of players moving over, moving abroad, because I don't think it's just not a viable option. You know, I think English rugby won't allow that, and I don't think it's good for the game. But would you? What is the answer to, to or in your opinion, what would you reckon is the answer to to getting the game where it like the English? You know, would you would you agree that maybe running congruent seasons or a proper international competition? Let's call it call it club competition. Even though in in Cape Town we're not a, well, in South Africa we're not clubs. We un, we sort of provinces. But say Western Province was a club. Would you would you would you think that would be the answer in terms of running congruent competitions like Western Province play against Wasps, for example? Or, or what is the answer? That's what I'm really asking. I think Super Rugby has always been an entertaining competition and a flesh type type of competition where good conditions for for guys to uh, showcase their talent and stuff. And then if you look at the the whole program of Super Rugby, I think it's it's a bit of a mix up with all the travelling and stuff. And then mm. and you need to 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 build on a on a, a good preseason and and give the youngsters a go and keep the try keep the senior players as, as much as possible because mm. that's the only play the only way the youngsters will, will grow as well if you have the oldest a nice little big group of senior players for them for the youngsters to learn from and then to make uh, super rugby nice and competitive and I mean it is competitive if you look at all the teams coming through now but I think there's a lot of uh, teams struggling as well but um, Jaguars are showing some form now and Sunwolves are actually coming through uh, nicely now so it's a nice good co competitive competition but it's it's all about the guys and sitting on top um, trying to figure out what's the best way in terms of, of how they can play and who's playing who and making sure that it's nice and competitive for everyone mm -hmm. to, to, to look at because uh, most of the time um, if you look at the spectators at games, it's not like the guys are more worried about other things than coming out and support their team. So the thing that I find interesting is, like, let's say Nizam, Juan, you guys are, I'm not uh, trying to lay it on thick here, but you guys are big names in Western Province Stormers, South African rugby. Then there's a guy who might not, everybody might not know him, but Ashley Johnson, who goes off very quietly, disappears after a good few years at the Cheetahs and becomes an absolute cult hero at Wasps. Now, I can give it that a Jean de Jong, after 10 years, leaves and goes, goes and tries something new. And Nemo, I mean, you've been around despite only being 27. But when you, your Ashley Johnson type people start leaving, your next sort of tier, and look yeah. how he's flourishing at 32. The Oaks playing some of his best rugby. I mean, that mm. to me is a big threat to SA rugby. I think, or to the game in the South. And Sopawanga, Sopawanga leaving New Zealand. That's a big one too, for argument's sake. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of players uh, that's playing this side as that you're South African, even New Zealand as well. If you look at the guy like Donald Mann, he was always like seventh, eighth choice in yeah. the uh, in at Stormers. I think I yeah, yeah. I think I need Zaman and Skalk and all those boys. This that guy is 
is a household name when it comes to premiership. Yep. And, and there's a lot of other guys as well that's, that's been there and there about like uh, Tim Swill, Katri, uh, Dimitri Katrikilis, Nickington Walls. All those boys playing this side is, is, is household names. And and I mean, obviously they've been doing it for themselves, working hard and playing good rugby this, that side. But it's obviously also spotting the talent so early in South Africa because we got so much talent in South yeah. Africa and, and so much guys that's that's on a high level that can play international rugby. Anytime. There's just so many them, yeah, and, options and, to, to select from. And my big thing is just opportunity. I mean, look at Ruan now now. His dream is to play for the Springboks. Give him the opportunity, even though Morgan might not, you know, give it to him yet. But you know, give him the opportunity, mm. and people will know about him because players and and people lose interest and they quickly listen to you know people out there. You should leave, and you're not getting the opportunity here. So yeah. even the people up there, you know, in the higher ranks, um, you should just have a a two-year term or three-year term if you're not do, doing the job. You know, sort of get someone fresh in. Thank you very um, much. Yeah. Thank you. That's my. That's the best comment we've made yeah, on the show so far. That is Ever. what opportunity Ever. means. If, if yes, I'll straight to the chase. If you're not doing the the job, be honest about it. Instead of telling the player, look, this is the problem. This and this and that. Tell him you are fourth base. You are fourth base. You don't belong here. And until you work on this specific thing or or. or uh, uh, Whatever it's physicality or passing game or whatever, if you don't have it, we cannot select you. You have to move on. Mm-hmm. But be hard and give opportunities wherever you go. That's that's what it's about for me. Yeah, and it's not it's not sunshine and rainbows this side as well. I mean, it's it's there's a lot of things here that that we also miss from South Africa. There's a lot of things here that that's not even working so well as well. So it, it, it's not like a, it's all hunky dory when it comes to Northern Hemisphere. I yeah. must say, Southern um, Hemisphere has been it's an awesome competition. We've got some brilliant franchises, we've got some brilliant talent. There's a lot of things we, we, we miss as well. And mm-hmm. uh, for, from our point of view, uh, it's, it's just the guys on top making sure that uh, we get the balance right, we get the technical gear yeah. right, for, for the right players to stay there and for the right <coughs> environment to be created for guys to flourish and explore themselves and be confident when they do it. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with them more. You know, my, my big thing has always been, um, you know, in the same way, uh, this uh, we spoke about it last week. I'll probably reiterate it again now because because we're on this topic. But when players perform badly, they get dropped. Fine, I can accept that. So when coaches perform badly, they must get dropped too. Uh, wh- where's the issue here? Mm. And the same goes for right across the board. I'm talking from under 19 level all the way through, and then I'm talking for an executive level too. We need to start having a picking order in our country where there's a picking order of okay, cool, you were an administrator at this level, you deserve a shot at maybe administrating at a slightly higher level, and then and then a higher level, and then a higher level. So we don't get the ex-managers of this world and the ex-becoming uh, presidents of unions. I, I mean, that is... Yeah. Uh, how, do you, how do we sit here and justify... Um, you know what? You need to have some sort of pedigree in order to sit in certain positions. Unfortunately, the world has worked that way. Everything is a business, and you cannot have someone who's uneducated sitting at the top of a business. I'm not saying that's what we have at the union. I'm not calling our people uneducated, but I'm saying in any business or efficiently run business, there are people, the right people are in the right positions in certain jobs. Now, the same happens from a player point of view. We go out there, we select players. There's a wide pool of players. We go, that 13 for me is the best guy. We pull him in, we coach him, and we put him on the stage. If he doesn't perform, he gets dropped. It's as simple as that. I mean, I didn't perform. I never got a contract. It's as simple as that. The likes of Juan de Jong, the, the Allendis of the world, we're all knocking on the door going, listen, Morgan's not performing. 
Give me a chance. These are given a chance and they and they swim rocks today. The same thing mm. needs to apply across the board. Boys, can can you see a big difference in the, the privatization of clubs over there? For example, Wasps, I think, are owned by a private person. Uh, most of the clubs in England are. Bath have got a very wealthy man that looks after them. Uh, I think Worcester, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Is that a big difference there, just the way it's been run in terms of the administration um, of the clubs and the ownership? Yeah, it's way different. You get at them because obviously the private owners and we got directors of rugby and then and you get your, your packing order after that. So when it comes to voting system and stuff like that, it makes it probably a little bit easier because you really have to, like too much guys sitting in there having too much opinions, too much voting systems, and this one disagree with that one. It becomes a, a bit of a, a tough one for for the last decision maker to make a decision. But here overall, um, you've got obviously the owner, and uh, the owner doesn't get too much involved when it comes to you. He just gets involved with the, with the petty stuff and yeah. maybe just paying the money. But uh, <laughs> you got the director of rugby, so he takes control of everything. And, and the director of rugby is obviously a guy that's been there for years. He's got yeah. so much experience because in life, it's all about experience. You can come in, and if you don't have the experience in knowing what to do in a situation where the situations come to you, it's always going to be difficult. So obviously, he's got massive experience, um, massive background, so he knows what he's doing. So if you look at the... Am our, I correct in saying, Joan, quickly just to interrupt you there. Am I correct in saying that when you get a director of rugby, I don't know this guy from a bar of soap, I don't know who Wasp director of rugby is, Dying but I can young. guarantee you that his ultimate decisions revolve around the benefit of the club. The club must be at the forefront of every decision he makes. So whether he goes and signs a Joan de Jong or an Izam car from anywhere, it's the ultimate decision is the benefit of the club. The mm -hmm. club. And that's the important factor here. In South Africa, and maybe in, uh, I don't speak very, around this very loosely, but there's a lot of personal gain out of a lot of decisions that get made. And am I correct in saying that, I mean, the die young, I don't know who he is, but would probably make every decision for the benefit of the club first. Benefit of the doubt. And, and if, uh, if you look at it, it's all about, um, you know, if you work under someone, you're always going to be scared to try something and you always have to run your ideas through somebody. And, and yeah. that's go across the board from coaching, trying to have a new plan. And obviously, you need to talk to the director of rugby. And, and that becomes like an argument as well. And the director of rugby doesn't like it. So the coach backs off a bit. So it's all about having power in, in whoever it is, if it's, uh, if it's your head coach. Let him have the power to explore himself and be freely um, in, 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 into his plan and not get too much involved. Because what happens, I feel, from a lot of things is people getting involved with other people and people are scared and trying new stuff and, and because there's a higher top in hierarchy all the time. So it's all about the guy that's at the top. Give him the power and give him the freedom to, to coach a bit and, and, and have the power of the team. And it's the only way the team will grow. And if there is any mistakes, he takes it on the chin and that's how he grows. But if you've got 10 people uh, chipping in, getting involved, and he feels like he doesn't have the power to, to, to do his own thing and having new ideas, it's always going to be difficult. So yeah. it's... Yeah. It's different everywhere, but at the end of the day, it's about a combination and a, and, and a teamwork. And if the team doesn't work well together, it's always going to be tough. Boys, uh, just two more things for me, slightly on a lighter side. Just Ashley Johnson. I mean, is he the mayor of Coventry? I mean, that uh, <laughs> amazes me to no end. I mean, he, no, how no. popular is that man? If he walks down the street, does he just get mobbed by sort of 20 people they in one go? They, they absolutely love Ashley. Uh, he's, um, I think he's played here for about six years about or six years, seven so. years. Yeah. And he's also uh, become a, became a citizen now, I think, as well. Uh -huh. That's how long he's been here. The fans love him. 
There's crazy support here for him. Um, I mean, when he comes onto the field, and I think what gives it away is that he and everybody <laughs> in this got the wig now <laughs> and everything <laughs> going now. Yeah, just I've to heard that. I've heard it's a, they sell <laughs> yes. wigs outside the stadium. Yeah, yeah. just to um, imitate um, Ashley, but he's, he's a top guy. Um, yeah. I sit I sit next to him in the locker rooms, and I, I don't have you know, enough space for me because he's all over me with his, <laughs> his big body. But um, I think Ashley will be upset with me for that comment. But, um, yeah, he's a top guy to work with. Yeah, um, if, if they, they love him so much. If, if even Maybe it's not for a rugby or whatever, but it's also for his personality as yeah. well and the type of person he is. He's always there to to help uh, people and reach out for people. And um, he's got this boring joke, so he's just laughing his boring jokes. But otherwise, he's a top bloke. <laughs> I'm not saying no, I'm going to embarrass Nemo, but but Nemo, remember, I think 2012 or 2013, we went on a Curry Cup trip together. You were injured. I think you were with your, your second or your first knee injury at the time. So there was a yeah. guy that worked for the Province Supporters Club. His name is um, Sokana. So everyone calls him Socks. So in the brief, they say to Nemo, listen, Nemo, you will get Socks at the airport, i.e. meet Socks <laughs> no, at the airport. Nemo rocks up. Nemo and Sarah rock up. <laughs> Nemo's got shoes on with no Socks. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> I remember that clearly, Howie. Nima says, um, where my socks go? Sloppy socks. Oh, goodness. Listen, James, we could probably carry on with this conversation yeah. all, um, all evening. But I thank you so much, Jims. I know it was hard to get you guys on. and um, But to get guys with your caliber and your playing credentials on our show is really, really awesome. And um, we appreciate it. I'm hoping um, this is we're going to see you in, in green and gold jerseys again soon. Uh, but keep up the good work. And... Um, yeah, uh, I feel like I'm best mates with Juan because I follow him on Instagram and it's just like, I feel like I see his every move. <laughs> on that, oh, Jubes, congrats, China. And eh? Yes, and that's where I'm also... Uh, yeah, Engaged, Engaged. Amazing, amazing. You've rubbed off on him, Nemo. Well done, thank you. There's thank something you. in the air there now. Eh? There's something <laughs> in the air. So, his, but, uh, his but living uh, room days are now done. A Wellington wedding, eh, Jubes? I mean, not a Coventry wedding, surely. Eh? We can have a wedding in South Africa. Ah, Dave, Dave, you need to come on. Yeah, the man, you can't say roots, you know? Are we, 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 are yeah, I do actually follow it. Yeah, they, um, they actually play all the games on Sky Sports. Yeah, most so, of the games on Sky yeah, Sport, yeah. and I, I do have DSTV on my laptop as well. So I follow all. I follow all the Super Rugby because I'm on Super Brew now as well. <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally, 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 you can predict in a team you don't play for. <laughs> so finally, we can have some Super Brew, especially with me not playing Super Rugby anymore. So I mean, following Super Rugby as well, following the Curry Cup. I mean, uh, for me, it's just awesome to to keep um, um, checking up on the boys. I mean, there's a lot of my old teammates that still plays for for um, for Stormers in Western Province, uh, Yanu, and, and and just seeing Damien Williamson um, and Damien Delinda, the boys are going on as well. So you know, it's it's always good to keep in touch with the boy, even if it's not on a, uh, on, on watching them play, but just um, giving them a text and say good luck and and, and just check up on the boys how they're doing because at the end of the day you mustn't forget your roots like you say and um, you don't want to be like in that mindset where it's like out of sight out of mind so it's, it's good to yeah. keep in touch with the boys and one last message that you boys have for, for our thousands of viewers that are probably big fans of your guys <laughs> 
you go, Juan, because you got more fans. I've never seen Juan talk so much. It's who's amazing. Got more, who's got more Instagram followers? He can reply. Definitely this guy. <laughs> yeah, we must actually please don't please put it on Instagram that you were on the show, Juan. Please, that'll push our viewership up like. Madly, yeah. yeah. Tag me, please. So I'll, I can I'll ask the, the, the people that's running my social media. Yeah. Okay, donkey. donkey, donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen. I don't want to talk to your paid followers. Yeah. I want the real ones. <laughs> okay, now no, just for my stuff. Yeah, sorry. Uh, actually, I got I, one I, quick thing. How's old um, Chesy getting his opportunity? Yeah, not. That's yeah, we haven't even crossed that bridge. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. really for that so happy for him. Yeah. We called from this side and. Um, you know, Chesil is a player We I don't think pressure really gets to him. Mm. But um, he was really excited for, for his debut uh, on Saturday. Yeah, it's, just, and, um, it's awesome to see now, uh, to see how God works in mysterious ways as well. I mean, yeah. when he left the Stormers rugby, he was, to be honest, between us, he was actually very um, heartbreak. Um, like, very, he cried, actually cried yeah. to, to, to leave Western Province rugby. At and, that young and, age. At that young yeah. age, and yeah. make the move to, to go overseas. And I mean, the God opened doors for him to get another opportunity and, and, and having the second cap as well and making a big impact in Wellington against New Zealand, it's absolutely something amazing to, to see. And um, there was always a, like a, a big thing about size and stuff and, and, and credit to like Brayton and, and, and Gio and those guys that opened the doors for, for a skinny little margata like us to <laughs> showcase our, our, our talent. Um, and I've, I've always got this one quote that um, if size mattered, why is the elephant not a king of the jungle? So uh, <laughs> it's, it's good to see that man. Sure. Sure. I think we can't. I think on that note, good night. <laughs> We're really happy for you. Yeah, yeah very good. absolutely. Boys, listen, really, thank you so much for your time. I know I'm sure we kept you away from dinner. Please send love to all your better halves and tell Ashley Johnson we want to try and hunt him down at some point as well. Uh, to everyone else out there, please, yeah, send my best to all the South Africans you see along the way. But yeah, thanks for joining get, us. And when, when you get called back into the box squad before the next, before the New Zealand Test match, make sure you come and spend some time on this couch here with us. <laughs> yeah. we, we'll call you guys first we'll and then do a show, okay? Awesome, awesome. Shot, gentlemen. <laughs> you guys, eh? <laughs> but listen, seeing you were so inspirational about your elephant quote, uh, you might as well leave your message then. I know we interrupted you or how we generally interrupt yes. all our guests. Yeah, sorry, what was your... I will get like 2,000 likes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. I think we're done. Yeah, boys, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Take it easy. Really ciao, appreciate ciao. it, Dave. Thank Thanks you, gentlemen. Guys. Appreciate it, man. Ciao, boys. All the best. Right. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> Jeez. No, I mean, I've I've known. I mean, you know Joan longer than I have, but I mean, I've never I've never seen that uh, talk like that. I mean, he because Joan is actually quite a closed book. If you don't know the guy, yeah. um, he's actually quite shy, and mm. I think a lot of people sometimes. Will assume people are arrogant if they're shy, but yeah. I think I mean he's he's coming off his shell just a bit that I could see. Yeah, I mean look, I, I think I, I lost contact with John for for a number of years, and just to see, I mean, I, for me, what I see there is just a man that's matured. Yeah, you know, he, he understands where the game skin. is. He's comfortable in his own skin. Yeah. He understands who he is and what kind of rugby he can mm. produce. And um, he's, I think, he's. I still think there's. Um, He's got a lot of unfinished business in African rugby. You I never know. I really he's, believe he's that. I was years old, Mook, so you John again. John for me was another player that I just, you know, I think he's he's not done, and that's the most important thing. No, for sure. Oh, look, people thought Valilu was done. People thought Chesson Colby wouldn't get his chance. Yeah. Um, you know, Ruanel, just just quickly touching on him. He played varsity shield rugby for Vitz. He played for Crickers. He played for Lions at 21. He played SS7s yeah. for a couple of years, and here he is at 27. 
he's finally got a chance. So you sometimes got to take that long road. But again, Howie, there's my there big thing. Are. There's my big thing about doing your apprenticeship. Mm. I'm not a big Ronald Null fan. I, oh, I, let me put the rephrase it. I was never a big Ronald Null fan. But he's come into his own. He played amazing rugby for the Sevens. He's playing really good rugby for the Curry Cup. And I think he's done his apprenticeship. He's not a fly-by-night. He's mm, not a player that's absolutely. gone from nowhere to the box squad. He's, he's done his, his apprenticeship. And I think, again, another player that'll add value mm. to the Springbok setup. Whether yeah, he plays sure. this week for the next, or the next two weeks or not, come Rugby World Cup time, he's a player that will definitely add value from just having been in the squad and knowing what it's like to not be the bee's knees all the time. Definitely. Listen, we had those clowns on for too long, so we're actually running out of time this week. But we've got to give a shout-out to the Kings. I Pro know. 14, we've been banging on, and to the Cheaters. Yeah. Bless them too. I mean, they were very unlucky not to win that game. They drew 39 all yeah. with Ulster. And then the Kings beat Glasgow, unbeaten Glasgow. Hugh Jones, some big names in that team. 24-0 up at halftime, they beat them 38-28. So I think, exciting, they must build on it now, because now this week they're off. I would love to know to where they but like, again... Where does that performance come from? No, I don't because <laughs> I don't think they it know. Makes me, but it makes me angry. Yeah. That we rave about their win, and I give it. And I, I'm the biggest, you know, I'm a big, I'm, I'm actually complimenting them in a bad way. It's mm. like, where is this performance over the last few weeks? Yeah. They were playing like chickens without heads for 90% of the time, and then they pull out a performance like this. I mean, the, in, in, in a season and a half almost, obviously a little bit less than a half, they've only won two matches. <laughs> and they managed to and beat, beat an the, the, um, the Glasgow Warriors, who are a top team. So now yeah. this week they travelled to play the Scarlets away on Saturday and the Cheetahs play Cardiff away. So two tough games yeah. for them on the road, but they need to build on this 100%. without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Curry Cup, big game. Only one Curry Cup game this week, weirdly enough. And yeah, then the Curry Cup goes into a recess until October 12th. I don't want to talk but about But it's Curry a 2 p.m. game, Province Sharks and Newlands. Top of the log, two unbeaten teams. Province win this, they basically got that mm. home final sort of sewn up. Obviously, they will need to win their semi, but they'll take a massive step forward. But last but not least, South Africa, Australia, NPE this weekend, five o'clock kickoff. What it, very in a nutshell, we've touched on Ruanel, Vincent Koch's back in the mix, Sabu and Corsi, very excited to see him back, he's fit. Uh, Lionel Mapu's back in the mix again, uh, Ivan Fonsale's back in, Dalenda's out, Um's out, Mapimpi's out, so they're going to pick new centres, there's going to be press. Yeah, but it's crazy to see, I mean, even though, I think I was reading the list, is like eight players or something, even though we eight players short, I still see a quality side being put out. Oh, in very there. much. It's so depth is really at the forefront of Rusty's plans, mm. and I think it's gonna. We'll be pleasantly surprised by the performance that Springboks put in. I just want to see a continuation of what we have. Again, not results driven, but I want to see a continuation of the attitude, the chias, the vibe, the diehard, the the, mm. the the bleeding for that green and gold jersey. <laughs> Because for years, the jersey was, was sort of, we lost, it lost its aura. And after a win like that, we can put it together, but we want to be real world beaters, performance week in and week out of that caliber. So we scored five tries against New Zealand in Wellington. We can surely score five tries. I mean, I know you got, it's, yeah. it's not apples with apples, but surely you, I, I'm saying a bonus point win for South Africa, 30 odd 10, 30 odd 12 is my prediction. I think we'll beat them by 20 points this weekend. Um, yeah, I don't think it'll be that big. I think the Australians shoot side and they got good. I still think, I, I, I just struggle to see how any, I still believe the Australians are still always a quality side. So I don't think it'll be that big and I don't want to see it that big because I don't think that it adds, I think these rugby championship games should be tight because of the quality that exists on the field. But um, I just want to see a continuation of the performance. I'm actually not worried about the result, to be honest. Um, yes, I think we'll win. I think it might be quite tight. But if I can see Flair giving the ball air, playing into space, forwards that are passing 
before contact, then uh, then we as we're heading in the right direction, good performance, good result, we're becoming what we need to be. Argentina, New Zealand in Buenos Aires. It's at midnight South Africa time, so you and I will both be asleep preparing for the, spot, for the later feeds with our little on, daughters. Right. What do you reckon there? Catch it on people on the next morning? No, I think um, for, uh, I think uh, I think the RG is going to get a hiding. I think got a funny feeling yeah, you're that be on an the, angry yeah, all-black yeah, side yeah. is not a side I want to play. You actually want the all-blacks to go and hammer the RGs mm. because when they come here, they might, we may just get them Okay, we're back to where we want to be. Yeah, yeah. But I if agree. they don't get a result against the RGs and they come here angry. No, I can't oh. see them losing, and I agree. I think they'll, they'll... Look, Argentina, don't forget, actually have something to play for now. If they deny the All Blacks, the championship's still wide open. Don't forget that. Yeah. But I think New Zealand will be angry, and I think they'll, they'll, they'll beat them by sort of 15 points yeah, or so, is my prediction. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, flip, we've set the standard here. Hey? I mean, we haven't had guests on for so long. I think... Worms is overseas for work, but he's trying to secure us one or two guests for the next two weeks. So we'll hopefully have some, some cool guests next week. And maybe we'll get it out a bit early. We can announce it to our viewers and our followers and they can maybe tweet in a few questions and stuff. But yeah, nice to see you. Thanks for Always joining. Always good. Let's go nappy duty now, I think. 100% straight but, uh, to it. Enjoy the rugby this weekend. To our followers, guys, thanks very much as always. To our hydration partners, Stripe Horse, Clarks and Sons, thank you. One for the road for getting us home safely every week. We'll see you next week, Morgs and Javon out there. Thanks, we'll see you again next week. Cheers.